0: into gates this is episode 173 we're talking stargate atlantis my name is mitch joining me from the get in the gate team it is maddie
1: well hello
0: and it's brendan hello sir hello guys welcome back to the pegasus good day to you sir uh, yeah what's uh, what's doing boys back uh, back at some SGA it feels like a feels like a while because i think the last mm. episode i had to admit with you guys that i didn't quite watch the end of the two parter and so it feels like a long time since i've seen a complete package start to finish of SGA surprise surprise but
2: uh i've got I'm, a complete package for you but-
0: yeah mate well i'm looking forward to this one because i come Perhaps as some kind of mediator, because we've been talking it up for at least a couple of weeks, so a little bit on air, but especially off air. That Maddie from the end of the eye, so this being that first episode of maybe. He's
3: always been at the oh, end of the eye, though, hasn't really oh, I, mean, I really you set you up there. want to find me at the end of the eye? <laughs> like, that's where you can find me. I've been waiting to stick that in there. Yeah, we go. That's, oh, the- sh- that's what he said. Wait no longer,
1: mate. And- wait <laughs> no
2: longer. Stick it in. <laughs>
0: maddie said that this was like the first of about what two or three that you know it's probably three because then it's a bit of a trend that it starts to dip a little bit where brendan i think you joined us back in that episode you said you 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 could you yeah that was crazy crazy talk that you actually liked the defiant one so i went in very much with a neutral sort of expectation for this episode so um i'm interested to see your rewatch views and then which one of you appreciates my view more Mm. Um,
3: but look, it starts off well. I, I Ris- just want to say, just before we kick off too much, I wanted to say sorry to the listeners. We weren't in last week. Mm. Mitch was off watching his beloved Brisbane Broncos lose.
0: Yeah, well, I was actually there. Well, That's the thing is that we yeah. wanted to set up a record and and it wasn't just that, oh, I'm watching footy. Like I was actually working at the game and...
3: Uh, uh, they were yeah, close. that look, that was closer look, than this, than tonight.
0: Mm, yeah but, we're also recording this on a on a, a brisbane Bronco night and a big shout out to uh get in into gate listener uh Damo Edwards, who does love the Broncos as well It's hard times for us. twenty twenty sucks, and uh this is another reason why it does and uh yeah we got we get trounced by. I was going to say 58 points. They scored 58, but we didn't score that many ourselves. So it was tough. I was willing to start recording this episode at halftime. I was done. I think it was 24-0, and I'm like, "All right. I've seen enough suckage. Um,
3: I'm surprised they're letting
2: the Broncos play at, like, prime time. Why are they
0: not pushed to, like, 2 o'clock
2: on
3: a Sunday afternoon? They've already scheduled it, mate. they, They probably do get more views. Yeah,
0: that's the thing is they they do pull oh in the numbers, but that's when they're winning and now that they're losing by more, I want to mm. say that they're probably pulling in more more views because I think people love seeing them lose a little bit it's more. It's like when you that's when you true. slow
2: down to watch a crash on the side of the highway and then basically you know, is that.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always say that's the thing is you see traffic and you go, "God, these pricks, you know, when I get yeah. there, when I get up to that accident, I'm not looking because I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution." And then you get up there and you're like oh, well, I'm here and I'm going slow. Like, I obviously have yeah. to look. And then only five minutes later, you realize it's your fault. That's what it's like. It's like, I'm not going to watch the Broncos because they're on and I don't want to watch them. But it's on. You're like, ah, oh, I want to watch football. And so you're well, is, What you're you saying
2: it. is, is you're, in a, you're in an abusive relationship with the NRL is what you're saying.
0: Oh, I don't care. I get to watch yeah. my team same time every week. It's not my problem. It's Brendan who hates it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but he loves well, it now because... Like, it, my could... team got two this year, two yeah. Friday Night Games, which I was... Well, it was yeah. two, sorry, two... Channel Nine games, mm. um, whereas Broncos get eleven. But I'm not complaining. No, I've just got to pay for pay TV to watch my team. No,
0: nah, yeah, it's not a. That's yeah. Don't worry about that. It's only, we're, only, <laughs> we're only rugby league fans. You know, we're all made of money. <laughs> F- hell. they confuse <laughs> which rugby code we were. Like, yeah, is that, is that I think so. Anyway. This isn't a union versus league debate. That'd be too easy. Nah. We're going to talk about some uh, some gate here. So we're talking yeah. to Defiant One, episode 11 of season one, written and directed by Peter DeLuise. Let's see what the old synopsis has. Uh, and episode we'll...
2: 12, Mitchy.
0: Oh, God damn it. Look, you know why? Because it's,
3: look. I wasn't listening. I was going to let that slide. I'm reading the booklet.
0: It says 12, but I look, I was going by Stan. Oh. Wonderful Stan. Great yeah. people. great. People. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm just had...
3: trying to help you avoid
2: emails, mate. You know? Yeah. Well you know I at don't, least I'm saying you're you getting anger tweets.
0: We're saying eleven and twelve, so people can't really get angry at us because we're saying both, or is that the reason yeah. why they'll get angry at us? The internet's a wonderful place at the moment. Yeah. So uh, it's episode eleven and twelve. Twelve. Oh. 12. Okay, great. We've got a 12. Let's see what the time officer says and then we'll throw it over you guys and let you guys fight it out over the define One. Investigating an ancient weapons platform in space, Shepard and McKay discover the wreckage of a downed wraith ship on a nearby planet. On the planet's surface, they learn that it is a supply ship transporting humans for food. What they don't know is that a single wraith has survived the crash and has stayed alive by feeding off the cargo. Ooh. Uh yeah, the defiant one. I'm not even gonna be. I'm I'm newbie of uh of Stargate Atlantis, but I kind of want to leave my opinion till last. So uh, Maddie, you were looking forward to this. Well, episode. So I don't. Much, I disagree
3: because I don't want you to be tainted. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, Matt, Maddie uh, hasn't. I wouldn't say hates it, but doesn't like it. I don't yeah, know.
0: not a massive Yeah, fan.
3: I kind of. I kind of nothing else. I, I don't. I don't hate it. It's, me. Like it's It's not shit. For me, it's, it's just, a ga- it's, for me it's a game changer.
0: Wow. Game changer. That's that's a big word to use for it. I'm I'm excited. You know what? I, I don't think that my opinion would be tainted. Channel changer for me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I don't think you can change my mind, but I'm happy to go first. And that I think I, I felt like I was a bit of a mixed bag watching it. But in the end, I probably side more with Maddie's point of view on it Um, only because I feel like they really stretched out maybe like a yeah well maybe like a 20 minute like worth of story I think there was a good story there a good episode but I feel they they really stretched out uh, a basic few elements Um, and in the end I just got a little bit I don't know tired of the repetition and a few I don't know, just a a few too convenient things that they placed in just to have, you know, unnecessary or undeserved payoff at the end. Um, But I do like the idea of, you know, the one Wraith and sort of almost the hunt um, sort of aspect of it in a way, like we saw with the last double episode um, that um, Shepard went a little bit John McClane. I don't know what this would make him, but I liked the sort of Manu, Manu, you know, maybe this one he's went Dutch and he's, he's full predator and Arnie or something like that um, to a much less, Lester extent no, but but uh, yeah that would have been amazing but um yeah i i, I find i was the a jumper <laughs> I never, god god i really want that line now oh that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> where's that on cameo can we get that is arnie on cameo what's he charging five grand let's do <laughs> it um, the Jumper. let's let's get um joe on there Get to the jumper, like that's...
3: Get to the jumper. Get to the jumper. I think we could steal that from somewhere. Yeah, we can do that. We
0: can make that up. We'll piece together a couple of bits of audio. Um, yeah, I'll get into the, the exactly what I mean about those little things along the way. But yeah, I, didn't, I never never hated it or anything, but I never I never loved it. And I think that um, you know, any time I was feeling one way or another, the other bit would drag me back down. And um, yeah, I think just think that maybe it was it was a little bit too thin. It was, it was stretched out to to get to that 42 minute mark.
2: Yeah. I definitely don't hate it. Like it's just not one. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's passable. It's not, you know, a complete, you know, hot garbage fire or anything like that. But full disclosure, I had to watch this episode three times because every time by like the 30 minute mark, I found myself like distracted and like playing on my phone. And then suddenly the episode was over and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I probably should watch that last 10
1: minutes.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, I, mm. I find it very hard to, um, to hold my attention.
3: Uh, I'll tell you why the Defiant Ones excites me. And I always think back to the first time I watched Atlantis. I always wanted to hate the Le- the Atlantis team. and And I'm always comparing it to SG1. And this is the first time that I felt the series was different to SG1 or at least got my attention as much as made it. more game changer and it wasn't necessarily because of um, what happened in the episode but what it kind of hinted at in terms of what we've seen so far like we haven't really explored the um, Atlantis solar system and Atlantis itself we know from the pilot is several million years old Mm. and dating back to before I mean I don't want to spoil anything for Mitch but whatever events led to the ancients abandoning the city, there really hasn't been, they haven't really defined how long they were in the Pegasus before oh, they like left. The
2: ancients, as a whole.
3: the ancients. Yeah. but then yeah, McKay come, all, we,
2: all we really got initially is what the pilot said several million years ago or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. I doubt that it was the, the war, like it was 10,000 years ago that they abandoned the city. And yeah.
3: yeah, we don't really know anything between. Yeah. Planets. Whatever happened between that. And then obviously McKay mentions that again in this episode, it's 10,000 years ago um, that, that this satellite is at least 10,000 years old. Yeah. So they always like the the fact that they kind of, they take 15 hours in a jumper, get to the satellite and which is orbiting the planet. Sorry. It's, it's not orbiting the planet. It's near the planet.
2: Yeah, I think so. There was a line, and I never noticed it before in the few times that I've seen this episode before, uh, they mentioned they call it the Lagrangian point satellite, which I had to Google to figure out what that was. So it's, it's complicated. It's got to do with, like, orbits in, in a solar system and stuff like that. But there's basically five different area, points where a Lagrangian point is. The one that made the most sense to me is basically if you think about it in if you if you look at the solar the way the earth goes around the sun and and like in diagrams there's that ring of like showing our orbit imagine the atlantis planet and the ring that it's following the satellite is in the exact same orbit as the planet but at the opposite side
1: mm. like, no, so
3: I it, didn't think it was I didn't think it was that
2: well, that, if you look up Lagrangian point, that's well I did,
3: can, yeah, so. you, no, you the, did, yeah. Well, the, from what I got out of it, um, and I copied it, oh, because I just, I just
2: assumed that was as far
3: as it could go. Because, well, it's not like, just, it's a fifteen-hour trip. From what the the wiki says, the lag, um, that point is a location in space where the combined gravitational forces of two large bodies, such as the earth and sun, for example, equal the centrifugal force felt by a much smaller third body. So maybe it's...
2: Uh, that was what, I think centrifugal like, was where I checked out and just looked at the diagram.
1: So well, you
3: think much. of a centrifuge. <laughs> so the centre yeah. of the gravity of earth and the sun, which obviously isn't going to be in the middle, it's probably going to be more towards the sun, that's yeah. going to be like the focal point. And then that satellite revolves around that point. Right. That's what
2: I got out of that. Oh, I just looked at the diagram where it showed like five different points and some were around a planet. And then one was like on the opposite side of, of the orbit. And I just assumed if it's a 15 hour puddle jumper trip, yeah. I just assumed that's how, that's how so far I'm imagining
3: it, it orbits in this solar system closer to the whatever Planet it is from the sun, but it's that yeah it orbits that gravitational point because even our Earth doesn't revolve around the center of the sun. It revolve it revolves around that Lagrange point of it's kind of off tilt of the sun, like a spin based on and the obviously the rest of the planets orbit around the sun. So it pulls the sun left and right. So it's not the center of the sun that we orbit around. It's actually kind of the side. It's a very odd little tiny point to put an episode that the episode
2: really has nothing to do with, with any of that. So it's very interesting that yeah. Peter Deleuze has just chosen to, to to drop Lagrangian point in there, apropos of absolutely nothing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even say that satellite is, is at that point either. He just called it that this Brendan guy called it that.
2: Yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, Lagrangian point satellite, so the satellite is yeah. at a Lagrangian point of something. Of something,
3: it's not even. Yeah, it can be two celestial bodies, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I Very mean crazy. that was hot and sweaty nerdy stuff. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Peter Delauez! <laughs> That's not the reason I like the episode.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt though.
3: <laughs> but I just, I just enjoy. And I've always said this about science fiction: I like the concepts that aren't necessarily spoken about, but are hinted to.
1: Mm. Oh, you, so,
3: yeah, I can see why you'd like
2: this thing because there's a lot of that, like, yeah, stuff.
3: Yes, and I like that's my favourite part of science fiction: is that you're not even necessarily talking about it. And I've I've spoken about that before that you don't need writers don't need to. Put in dialogue what the actors are thinking or they just kind of hint at something and and the audience or the, the actors can think about or the actors can portray it with a facial emotion instead of us being spoon fed by it. It's mm. just like this is for example like oh wow this thing's huge. I think Shepard says we're a thousand metres away from it and, and, and McKay says oh we're half a mile away and it's filling up the view screen. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 ginormous, this thing. Yeah. Mm. It's all about size with you, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's 10,000 <laughs> years old.
2: Yeah, yeah, but at I least. mean, Atlantis is older than that. I mean, they would have had to have built Atlantis first to get there
3: and, and then build it younger than Atlantis.
1: Meh.
3: Yeah, I know, but it's been through the battle. And the guy, mm. there's a race on the planet who got shot down by that satellite. Yeah, 10,000 10, 10, 10, years ago. That he is 10 hard. hard. How hard is that guy? <laughs> See, the, things that,
2: the things that I missed for this episode, the things that I wished were there, is I wanted to be because it's so early in the show. I want to be food, spoon-fed stuff. So it's like for a while there, you're like, well, at the start, obviously they don't detect the wraith, so he was obviously in hibernation. Yeah. And somehow we woke him up. All I needed was them walking through, and then a little blink light in the corner activating, like he'd set a trap. No, I woke him up. They're gonna kill whoever- <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that annoyed the hell out of me is i think a listener pointed out to us but that sh- that guy should have been this guy in this episode it should have been the same character that character in shades of gray whatever it was yeah uh, came back to earth with us at the end of that episode he did he Should have ended up on the atlantis exhibition it would have been so easy And then there might have I might have a little bit that he
3: you know (laughs) (laughs) that he got raced in the face (laughs) that he cut the chest like Kurt combined. Do you reckon he did it because he was gonna die or because he just couldn't put up with McCabe any longer? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I felt. Kill that dog and just kaboom! It's not even worth it. It was very dark. It was very dark. Is it because he he gave him a hand massage and what he really wanted was a hand job?
0: Mm, Well, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, yep. he's, he's definitely not going to get one now. Like, <laughs> Maybe he asked McKay for, for a hand job and he just gave him a hand massage. And he's just like, What the f- are you, know? you doing? Look at me. Look, I'm, all I'm gonna die. I just want a Let quick relief hit. and yeah, blow my no. brains out. For God's sake.
2: Maybe McKay asked that guy to blow his brains out and mm-hmm. he's gonna
3: get a blow job and then he blew his yeah. own brains out you know? yeah, a lot of um, before we move on from the satellite which was just gigantic um just to put that in relative terms Raz. someone's M- been to R8. conversion.com mate i've been there mate <laughs> conversion.com great people convert your brains out um old uh brendan said that it's big as a gold mothership so just to put that into some perspective razz mothership was 800 meters across Pop that into conversion.com. That is exactly 0. 0.8 kilometers wide. <laughs> I think that makes so, it less impressive. Like, how
1: many good <laughs>
2: cool motherships have we seen over the last
3: nine seasons? I know, 800 meters. It's like, oh, whoopty can do. Yeah. For the, layman, for the layman out there, that's 3.97 furlongs. I know that people. Furlings? Are or furlongs. That. <laughs> not, yeah, not to be confused with furlings. Yeah. We don't want that. Or for our intelligible friends in the u.s it's 2624 feet across
0: yeah no, that sounds more impressive
3: half a mile it was huge it's a big it's a big satellite mitch That's what I'm trying to <laughs> it's right. massive it's, it's big, big. Yeah. it's a hatuck it's the hatuck satellite it's a
0: satellite
3: <laughs> with a gun on it it's a hatuck with no people in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a
0: suit of armor um I might even play it here actually, but I just wanted to know what McKay and Shepard were actually arguing about at the start.
4: Just thinking out loud here.
0: What? How long do you think the race could feed on all those humans back there? Well, they're
2: capable of hibernating for hundreds of years at a time. But, uh, I mean, think about it. 10,000 years ago, roughly the dawn of human civilization.
1: So there's no chance No, 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 no. Are you kidding?
2: Well, maybe. McKay? No. No living thing could survive that long under those conditions. It was ridiculous.
1: Okay. Well, it would require
2: an incredible power source capable of sustaining the stored humans in suspended animation almost the entire time.
4: So it's possible. Oh, my God, it is possible.
0: So yeah. that was purely just about the, the fact that the humans within the ship could still
3: be alive.
2: No, the race. it's purely about the wraith. Sorry, so, the wraith. Sorry, the what they're in. what they're insinuating is basically when they were approaching the, the cruiser, which obviously is not contributes our first introduction to a cruiser, even though it's crashed on the planet. But basically, they said that ship was carrying humans in stasis and was like a supply ship to all the other ships that were laying siege to Atlantis. Yeah, for food, food, but the satellite shot it down and it crashed. Yeah. That Wraith was a member of the original crew from 10,000 years ago or longer, however long he got shot down. So basically for the last 10,000 years, he's been sustaining himself by living on every single one of those humans Yeah, over the last 10... But they've all been in stasis. So obviously they're talking about power requirements to keep the stasis pods functioning mm. so that those humans stay alive in stasis. Mm. So every year... You know, the Wraith gets one if they said it's ten thousand, you know, people in stasis there, the Wraith pulls one out every year and feeds on it. Yeah. And that's got to sustain him as he goes. And okay, so, then, cool. then they talked about cannibalism as well. So
3: he's obviously, yeah, he's obviously like, fed everybody.
2: On the, he fed on the other crew. I actually thought there was a little bit of um, subtext that he had he was feeding on the fireflies as well because they made a point of talking about how they have really strong light signs so i'm like oh i wonder if he was actually able to feed off those little fires as well and get a little bit of a
3: nudge hmm. um but i never thought of that but yeah. i do remember him kind of grasping at one and yeah like at the end yeah
2: but um basically it was just mckay and shepherd finally going oh shit there could be a wraith alive like they mm-hmm. obviously went in assuming that yeah, 10,000 10, years. years. McKay even says Wraith can survive for a couple hundred years in stasis, but that's about it. And that's... I think there's even a line later on where McKay says, like, think about how smart or, or how cunning this guy has been to stay alive this whole time. He's got 10,000 years worth of, like, memories and living on this planet. And hmm. basically, he's, a, he's an immortal god that's lived longer than anyone we've ever known. Like, even the, even the Gua'ul lived 10,000 years.
3: Yeah. And that's the way I felt. Was like he'd he would hibernate for two to three hundred years as much as he could get, get out, feed on a couple of humans, hibernate again. Yeah, because they saw bones there. Like that's a pretty recent kill. Yeah, if you got bones in the sand. Yeah, yeah I was
0: surprised it. that no one actually brought that up. Like when Shepard saw. The skeleton is, oh, we got a skeleton here. So maybe one of them didn't die in the crash. And I'm like, Yeah, but you've already established you've you've, you've already established that the crash happened ten thousand years ago. So you're saying, well, one of them got shot down and then left. Like, I don't know biology. I don't know how long a skeleton would last in the harsh, you know, terrain of the desert and Mm. and the environment. But I would assume that it would be a little bit more broken down than that Mm. fully formed skeleton. And I was just surprised that no one, and I know that McKay isn't necessarily a, a biologist or anything like that. He's there, like for the the big sciences and stuff of of gate travel and and you know the God, the, the technology, the wraith and all that sort of stuff or whatever. And that's why they brought that other guy uh, to help out. But also talking about Beckett, um, so maybe he would have been the person to say, "Oh, that doesn't make any sense because that shouldn't be like that." But yeah, no, just it just threw me off. I think that reference to straight away ten thousand years, oh, dawn of human civilization. And okay, I'm probably still stuck in the idea of SG One, where humans were taken off Earth as slaves. Um, so mm-hmm. I was just like, "Hang on, ten thousand years, and this ship has been, on blah blah blah, and ancients, and their relationship to Earth, and holy shit, are, are these these humans been taken off Earth as food? Like, what the? F-? But it was just purely about the wraith, and it was it was a yeah. coincidence type reference. So okay, yeah. So just just.
3: I just wanted to... Did they mention that in the pilot, that it was 10,000 years ago? Uh, yeah, didn't the hologram? Didn't, didn't the hologram teacher lady uh, okay. tell that in the story? Um, yeah, that makes geez, sense. Jeez, I can't yeah, remember. Because no. yeah. I was just like... Uh, from the pilot, I remember them saying several million years ago, and then next minute, it's 10,000. So... I kind of, that never dawned on me that Atlantis was there for several million years. Yeah, Like obviously it was, but I didn't realize it's were there in Atlantis for several million years.
2: Well, yeah. Given that how advanced that's the game changer. Yeah. Well, compared to like what we see in, in the Milky way galaxy in terms of what ancient technology looks like, which you think should be much newer than Atlantis, but we all Mm. get like stone columns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Atlantis is super, super advanced, um, but it's older. Like it's older yeah. than anything that we have on Earth. You, you, you would assume, like, yeah, there might be some stuff on. Like, obviously, the um, the ancient outpost down in Antarctica was probably is probably
3: of the same age as. Well, yeah, because Atlantis. in the in the pile, we get the same lady. Yeah,
2: we get um, Iana. Iana yeah.
3: from from the Frozen.
1: Mm, assuming yeah. it's
3: frozen episode. But then you look at, you know, um,
2: window of opportunity mm. and you would assume that that time device is much newer than Atlantis, but it's this big old stone obelisk. So it's like at some point Atlanteans changed their mind on the way they designed technology and made it look
3: very sort of mm. ancient and stone and carvings and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're assuming Atlanteans were this kind of benevolent race, which always work together. But obviously we find out that they're not always p- pulling in the same direction. Mm, yeah. Spoilers. But, which is one of my favorite episodes in a few weeks time
2: before I sleep. is one That's of the first. a good one. That's a really yeah. good one. Um, and I was talking with uh, a listeners slipped in my DMs the other day and uh, they've been going back and listening to um, the, our 2010 chat. And I was like, "Oh, before I sleep, that's that's I think helped resolve all that, you know, crap from years ago." Mm. But um, the issue I had is Gaul, like or Nyan, as I like to call him. Um, I couldn't get a read on his character. Like he was so wishy-washy. Like at the start of the episode, he's all like, "Oh, motion sickness." We have internal
3: dampeners.
2: Yeah, and then with <laughs> we are. When she's trying to like, she's giving him permission. He brings up, "Oh, we might not have communication," and so he was all like, "Shut up, Yeah, <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, as they're walk- like minutes later, as they're walking along like in the desert towards the ship, he's calling Brendan like, you know, a, like, "Oh, it must be that girly fear," and it's like, "A problematic phrase. B, mm. um, you were the one that was all nervous and didn't want to go." um and then so he's like coaxing him along coaxing him along like even when they get to the entrance to the um the wraith cruiser he's coaxing the other one, so he's really eager to get in and then two minutes later, they find like you know the pods of all the human the human hosts and, I, and he's suddenly terrified again and i'm just like make up your mind mate I, I like what are you excited or are you terrified geez can't
3: mind? a brother make a joke for sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like the um the point where he said why do we so far away and he's like in case of you know enemy ordinance or whatnot yeah uh maybe an automatic and he's like oh yeah i didn't think of that it's automatic do you know the, the worst thing about that like i i'm like yeah well done
2: shepherd for parking a little bit far away great job cloaking it just in case but why the like back door
1: open <laughs> <laughs> purely, yeah. purely yeah.
2: sand more than anything else imagine all the sand that would have yeah. fucking like blown in there not you
1: know, even
3: no. bus drivers do that
1: <laughs> you know
3: like bus drivers have that secret button on the side everyone mm-hmm. sees impressive but no one knows where it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I was I was like that's just that's lazy
2: riding I didn't like that and then suddenly everyone had a remote too. Mm. Because the only way that the yes. race could get into the puddle jumper is because he stole either Brendan or Gaul's uh, remote control. I thought Gaul was Brendan. No, Gaul is Nyan, and then wasn't the other one... Like, it was Dr. Doctor Gaul, and then wasn't the other one Dr. Brendan?
3: Well, he's... No, because he said, I'm really... No, I think Brendan is Gaul. Brendan Gaul. Oh, okay. Name. Oh, gotcha. I thought that was the taller guy, the one that died Cause first. Because he, he says, um, I have motion sickness. And the shepherd's like, why'd you bring that guy along? Because Brendan discovered the like, Lagrangian point. point satellite. So
1: what was I'm the like, other ticket uh,
3: there for then? Aside
2: from being fodder. That was, mm, yeah, that was it. That was it. That mm. was it. <laughs> and why weren't like why were why were Ford and Taylor? there the only reason Ford and Taylor weren't there, yeah, it's weird to be like you know.
3: I guess it's me. It's, it's more like um, it's not as structured as this one, and I think that's what I like about Atlantis. It's not mm-hmm. like it has to be. S U one on the mission or yeah, no at all? Yeah, fair
2: point, I guess.
3: Because it's an expedition, so yeah, we we have Shepherd and they're just going to check out a satellite, mm. even though it's going to be fifteen hours away. But you don't really need you don't obviously don't need Rainbow there. But
1: <laughs> for,
3: yeah, yeah, I would have thought at least one more militant guy instead of three scientists. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Especially so far away, like fifteen hours, like fifteen mm. hours. Um, now on that, I did get, uh, our big honker, Scotty Flashheart, uh, slipped into my DMs, uh, the other day and said, you guys are doing Defiant one soon, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, there's something I've needed to get off my chest for 15 years. Will you let me do it? And I'm like, yeah, mate, do it.
1: Off-world activation. Repeat.
2: We have an off-world activation. Oh,
4: no. Take my motherfuckers. It's... Goddy Flash Flashart hey, here, hey. hello, just thought I'd send you a quick off-world activation, see how you're doing. And since I knew you were doing The Defiant One this week, I had a watch and there were some things about it that really annoyed me that I just wanted to share with you because I watched these shows on my own, I was like a bit of a nerd and I didn't have many friends, so now that I'm older and still don't have many friends, but at least you it's guys will listen to me rant about this, <laughs> this episode got on my tits a bit. That had nothing to do with the show. I just fancied talking about my tits for a few seconds. Anyway, this episode, it's a 15-hour flight from the planet out to the magic weapons platform that might be in the middle of nowhere. Where are the toilets? There's no room on a puddle jumper for a (laughs) toilet. Just got to sit there and plant their legs for 15 hours. Do they all wear nappies? (laughs) Do they just, like, have to not look at each other? Don't look at me. It's happening. (laughs) Imagine the smell in those things as well, because obviously there's no more air because they're in space. Or maybe they just piss all over the floor, and then whenever they get somewhere, like they open the back of the ship and it's just like, maybe they have zh- puddles. Panties. <laughs> of piss that just rolls down onto the floor as the ship drains. So, yeah, first off, 15 hours, no pit stops, no toilets. Do they just have, like, an empty bottle of Fanta or something that they all, like, (laughs) fill up when they need to and then just chuck down the side of the road like a a lazy cabbie or something like that? Anyway, that was the first thing that really annoyed me about this particular episode. You know, I know you guys are experts when it comes to Stargate and poo, so I thought I'd check. The other thing that really annoyed me about this episode is sending your head of the military, head of the science and R&D departments, and a couple of other very clever people in a ship... For 15 hours with absolutely no backup. Oh, wait, actually, maybe we will send backup <laughs> later. But essentially, out into the depths of space on their own in this tiny little tin can that we have demonstrably seen before fail. They're really old. Hundreds of thousands of years old. Oh, it's, gonna, it's not going to break down. Don't be silly. And if it does, they're f***ed. And like, then Weir sends backup anyway, but not with them Like a few hours later to make it a bit more dramatic and exciting. And I know it's just because, you know, Ford needed something (laughs) to do, bless him. (laughs) I'd give him. But, yeah, it's just either send them at the same time. Why would would you only send two scientists? Oh, there's a weapons platform. It might be really useful defending against the wraith. We'll take this guy because he's hanging around not doing anything and his mate. Shall we take Ford and some backup now? There should have been at least two packed puddle jumpers full of scientists and people going to sort out this. Weapons platform, not just two dudes that had nothing else to do. I feel better now. Thank you for helping me get it off my chest. I've been wanting to talk about that for the last fifteen years. Anyway, I'm off. Ta shellkek this nemron, bitches. God, what a voice he has. I mean
2: he raises a lot of valid points. Uh, yeah, God, I, I, I wish I had a voice that. like Scotty's. Like that's I mean, accent, accent notwithstanding, but just the <laughs> manner, just the, you know. How come I've never
3: thought about a toilet in a puddle jumper before?
0: Yeah.
2: I
3: feel like we've spoken about it.
2: Re- a, really? A toilet in a puddle
3: jumper? Well, we talked, no, sorry. We talked about the toilet in, in a, um, in a transport, in a, um, what do you call it? Oh, the um, uh, Alkesh and a um, uh,
2: uh, uh, cargo ship. In the cargo ship. Mm. So I guess it's so, the same, yeah. same. I mean, point. a puddle jump is a lot smaller though. So it's, you know, yeah. I like the idea of a bottle, just like a, just like a canteen. Mm. They've all just got to share.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so he's trying to think of, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's
3: true. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, you can get a she or a funnel. That's fine.
3: <laughs> puddle always, panties or yeah. Nappies. Mm. Some kind. Puddle depends. Hmm. What do they do in space, with zero gravity? They piss in a thing. In a bag, don't they? In a bag. <laughs> in there's gravity space, in a puddle jumper, though. You've got no artificial one
0: can gravity. hear you piss.
3: Oh yeah, well, that's what I'm. They're in space, so they'd bring a piss bag. I guess. Yeah, but there's gravity know. inside a puddle jumper, so it'd be different. Yeah, I know, mate. But there's no toilets, so you piss in a bag. <laughs> F- can you can piss.
2: You could piss in a bottle, though. You can piss in a bottle. At least that has some structure. You don't want a bag, like, you know, you don't want a seam breaking on a bag. Sealable bag. That'd be glad, you know. You, mm. don't, want, you don't want those Hercules brands from Aldi, <laughs> like, you know. On special. <laughs> no, you're right. 15 hours, yeah, that's a long time. Mm.
1: For
0: f***s sake, Rodney. <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ, mate.
0: So embarrassed I didn't think about that because I was worrying about the, the whole time, not even so much of them getting there at the start, but the end of it felt a little bit Game of Thrones season seven-ish, you know, when Ooh. like, you know, when like all the, the blokes just went up to north of the wall to get a zombie or whatever. Yeah. A, 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 Flash one out. Yeah. And they went up there and they were stuck out there in the middle of that frozen lake and you know prior to them getting out there one of them says go back to the wall and then send a raven down to daenerys then she'll send help and you know he managed to get down there and they send the raven all this managed to happen in the space of like 12 hours but yeah at least what they did matched up like we actually saw the evolution of their time and it fit within them we got to see them go to sort of night and then the morning and all that even though her getting up there incredibly quick, the Raven flying incredibly quick. This, you know, (laughs) they're like, they said, you know, if you get into trouble, you're 15 hours away from being able to send help or from help arriving rather. And they said, well, we'll just take our chances. Now we don't know exactly how far into it. She decided to send help. There was still a couple of hours left. That's what we heard. Right. Was that, it's not quite 15 hours and she being weird said, doesn't matter, go anyway. Now I took from that that it was, it wasn't like it was only five hours in. It was a couple of hours to go, um, you know, from that sort of, not all, oh, okay. It wasn't, she didn't give him 15 hours. It was like, check back in three but did they make the three? Sorry, before I go on, did they actually make the end of the three? I know at one stage it had been six, uh, but they yeah, were, they were but overdue or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they think
1: would
3: say, "Oh, they're only an hour overdue," and she's like, well, hey, yeah, that was weird." That she said that it took fifteen hours to get there. She said, "All right, you can go down, but you got to check in with three hours." And McKay's like, "Done, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. that's not long enough." He goes, "Done." Mm. So she, then she turns to. Um, old, old bloody speed freak. Rainbow, he's like, what? what, What's what's wrong? Is (laughs) is Shepard in trouble? It's like, calm down, mate. What have you just (laughs) (laughs) snorted a line or what? (laughs) But did it take fifteen hours for that all that shit to happen? Weirdest thing. Yeah. It's like that. Well,
2: it had to have taken eighteen hours, like because they had. He three would have had hours. to have
3: parked like at least five hour walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, like, I understand parking a little bit far away, but man, this mm. is ridiculous. Come on, man. I'm Especially so when away. he needed
3: to
0: get back there yeah. pretty quick at the end to run back to. Yeah. Like yeah. it was obviously far away that he joked with McKay. Oh well, if all goes well, I'll come and pick you up on the, on the on the jumper. Um, but. That's weird. I I think that, I think because we didn't get a reference of how long the day went for that it it throws it out a bit because they landed in the day and everything took place Mm. during the day and there's actually a reference to the ice. Yeah. Yeah, So you see some ice, he's out in the middle of the desert and there's some ice there on the rocks. And he's like, I get the feeling we don't know how long these days go for, right? No, we don't. Why would we? Well, I'm just getting the feeling that the nights are really, really cold. And then yep. it's like, oh shit! Okay, well, this is going to be like some pitch black type stuff, like you know. Or even when the wraith brought it up, going, "Hey, you oh, can't that last. Nice. You can't last that long." And you know, these nights they are cold, and you will be mine soon. And so there was always like, you just wait till the night. You wait till the night, and the night never came. Now I'm not, you know, it's not exactly a Chekhov's gun situation, but at the same time, why bother bringing that into it? Like that. I think if you yeah. take out the ice reference and therefore then the the one where the wraith mentions it doesn't really have a place. I think if you take both of them out, it doesn't change the threat level. It doesn't no. change the episode. It just seemed like a really weird thing to put in. It was almost like it was it was it was almost the second half of a of a saving reference. Like the second half is the bit about the night. The first bit is hey, do we know how long the days go for? Because we're only going to be shooting during the day and we need this all to take place during the day then because, but it needs to be a really long day because we need to land during the day and we need our rescue to come and it still be day. Um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And we
0: can't, the story doesn't make sense to pause overnight if their days run 24 hours and roughly 12 yeah. hours a night 12 hours a day so i feel like, like, like all it would, would have
2: taken is in that initial walk and talk on the planet like from the puddle jumper to the cruiser all it would have taken is for mckay's little ancient scanning device him to go oh wow the days are really long here yeah but based based on the orbit of the planet and it's it's blah 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 mm. the days the days here and yeah, they would have got
3: the readings from yeah the jumper so that's sure. would have yeah, been true.
2: like a weird frost thing. And- Especially like
3: I assume that the planet that Atlantis is on is like third planet from the sun and the planet they're traveling to is 15 hours in puddle jumper. Like the jumper can move, man. Yeah. Like that can be out in orbit within seconds.
2: That's why so I it- always thought, like I was saying, like with the Lagrangian point, that's why I just, my internal chronology, like, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's on the other side of it the solar system the is because mm-hmm. the
3: puddle jumpers can move. So I mean, quickly. yeah, it still can still yeah. definitely can be.
2: And then the, and then that planet could like, like Mars, but on the other side the f- of the sun. Yeah. It could be the first or second in planet, but because it's, yeah, in a different part of its orbit, Yeah, it's, you know, it's on the other it's side. So of the sun. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask but you always... two, as the um, avid filmmakers uh, in the room is how did you... How did you feel about Peter DeLuise's attempt at the slow-mo Joe Flanagan running at the um,
3: force field that wasn't there? I feel like that was a throwback to um, O'Neill running into the force field.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that one was done so well because like the way they shot it was running into a piece of cling film. So like just the word his face. If you look closely at that, his like, feet. Joe obviously throws himself back and slides <laughs> yeah. about three metres. And it's mm. like, I mean, yes, uh, we're talking about like I actually a, didn't an think alien
0: he, yeah. shield. I actually didn't think he did too bad. Like, you saw where the shield was, but it was, I, I sort of almost tried to save them a little bit. Of going, well, it was obviously curving because where he hit it yeah. and then where his feet ended up, his feet definitely went further than his torso. But it kind of—they—it's almost like the CGI mm. tried to save—uh—save it by having it curve just that little bit. But I still thought, yeah, whoever's yeah. done that plus, and well. Plus
3: the um—the puddle jump is almost like a rhombus shape, mm. so it kind of—it's backwards. So you can also—he hit his head, and he can move yeah. forward lo- lower where his feet. Are. So I, it, it was a bit clunky, yeah. but. I I I appreciate the effort. I appreciated it, yeah. Yeah, but it just was a little bit... I think if you do it in fast motion... I just don't know why they didn't
2: just do like a ratchet pull on him and paint it out. Like, Mm. why wouldn't you do... Like, they did two or three ram stunts later on when he's getting smacked around by um, Mr. Hooper. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just like put him him on a ratchet or something like that? Shoot it from a slightly different angle and ratchet him back and then paint the ratchet out yeah that was my thing but you know um but yeah it was uh for our you know if you anyone keeping track of the uh the wraith names that we give all the wraiths apparently the the one in this episode was mr hooper
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> like hanging with mr hooper <laughs> <laughs> um I remember that i remember watching hanging with mr cooper does yeah. anyone remember that? Yep. No, Never I, I don't remember say. why though. No. <laughs> I don't remember
0: that one. It's oh, no, a it, was like, it
3: was like um Family Matters Steel. It's just uh, like one of those. One of those type things. Yeah. Well,
2: Mr. Hooper was like the old man who owned the store in Sesame Street.
1: That's uh, who he's named after.
2: I don't know why. Um right. and then yeah, obviously we had um Steve uh was is the main one, like from Suspicion and stuff. Uh, Hey, and then I was reading, apparently, <laughs> one that we meet in um, the pilot in Rising, I think it must have just been in the script, because we never hear it in the episode, his name was Jimmy. So they might
3: have like,
1: retroactively
2: <laughs>
3: named him that. What, the guy that comes and gets them from the prison Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. So they've named him Jimmy. So Jimmy, Steve, and
2: Mr. Hooper, so far.
3: All right. I like it. You must be... <laughs> Not gonna spoil it for Mitch because it's a great name. Okay.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> the main one. Um, main one that Shepherd loves.
2: And a, and a little bit
3: of retribution
2: for you, Brendan, because I don't want to shit on this episode being that's you know one of your favorites, and it isn't it isn't a terrible episode. But um I'd it say it's one of my favorites. Well, I'd say I'm you really have enjoy... said, you have said it's your favourite and it's your like Well, I might have i, mean, I was drunk. I mean, don't know. You were very drunk at the time, but I'm pretty sure you said it was my <laughs> favourite of season one. <laughs> this is, as a little as for Actually,
3: I will f- it. It's my yeah, favorite. Because
2: it. Yeah. It, it is also I was reading some trivia and it uh, is actually Joe Flanagan's favorite episode that he shot season one. He had the most fun. I still love it. I've all it's my first episode one. that I've
3: loved of Atlanta so I don't yeah, I don't have any qualms with that. No, that's good. Should um should we talk about the bugs? Yeah. I like, that's the part of the reason I like this episode.
4: Oh. Because it's, because
3: for me, like the glowy bugs from uh, Stargate SG4 episode Prodigy with bloody cadet Jennifer Haley. Yeah. The significance of this, if any, is yet unknown.
1: And And for me, that's icing on the cake is
3: because, yeah, well, remains unknown. Is it, is it, I like it because is is it an ancient related bug, or are they just kind of ubiquitous to the universe? Either well, way, I don't care. Well, I love
2: it. Here's the thing. I, there was a lot of chatter on socials. I had a lot of people ask me about it. They're not the same bug because ones, these ones don't <laughs> phase. You got to remember these ones don't phase through things. Oh yeah. They didn't phase through Joe. They didn't phase through Mr. Hooper. And then if but you can only did if,
3: that when they were aggressive.
2: Yeah. But if you can play this for me, this is from the audio commentary where Peter mm. Delooye says in the script they were supposed to be a different bug, but then they basically just used the same CGI prodigy. Ah, yeah, so everyone right. thinks it's the same bug. Actually, well, have, I like that. have no connection about at all.
0: Just while you're looking at that, I, th- I think <laughs> I think for me, they're like the the inclusion of the of the ice. It like the ice was there and it was like, Oh, what's this gonna mean? And the Wraith mentions it and you're like, Oh, okay. There's two things and it's gonna be a cold it's gonna be a cold night. We saw the ice and then, you know, nothing, nothing became of it. Yeah. And then the bugs in this, it's like one's released, it's like, shit, is that dangerous? Is it not? And it flies away and you're like, Okay, whatever. And then it comes back in a second scene. Now it did have a payoff because they were there to like help, you know, target. Uh, the the wraith, um, f- so that um, that Rainbow could get him from from you know out of orbit sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah, for me the the reintroduction was so pointless. Like he's in the middle of a gunfight and staying quiet away from um, you know the guy who's essentially hunting him or that he's trying to hunt. I get that we don't fully understand how long that had been going on. We don't know how long since he'd been on the planet, but the idea that he would be so casual in that moment to go, Oh, I could really go for a peanut chocolate right now. Let's oh, crack this up. I wasn't happy with his littering. He ripped off a corner, chucked it on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> no, mate, there's no plastic on that entire planet. You pick that don't shit up admin, right man. now. Yeah. Plus, I, will get I right
2: mean, onto you. he uses, he uses these bugs to help save his life by using them to help target. And what do the bugs get for it? Blown up Absolute by a drone. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. So no, that was, know, that was I mean, just one like the the is not that,
2: having a, a bar of that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just it just seemed like a bit where they got to the end and there was hey, like I, oh, I killed a
3: ladybug today. Are <gasps> oh, you f- monster! F- f- intentionally too, because you know <laughs> why? Those cunts have a good PR system, and I feel sorry for the cockroaches. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything yeah. Don't you think that's weird yeah. that us humans Yeah, we dictate what's a what, Ladybug you know. for those yeah. listening. Well, it's yeah. the
2: same thing. Why do we eat pigs and not dogs? Like mm.
3: you know, where's well, the where's depends where the you're line? from. Because mm. pigs are clouds. Well,
0: <laughs> I want to say I want to say <laughs> um, across the world, cockroaches are unanimously hated. Like yeah.
3: Yeah, they do. I mean unless, it's the unless same you watch as rats. Can... Obviously, they're disease ridden and yeah. yeah. For obvious yeah but reasons.
2: I mean, watch um watch Jerry O'Connell in Joe's apartment and suddenly cockroaches are lovely musical singing friends that I haven't music seen at that, at
3: actually. oh so good i know it's a cult classic yeah um but no you're right mitch with but i'm the... more of a sliders guy yeah
2: thank you <laughs> um yeah you're right mitch with the bugs yeah i don't think they added anything i feel like it would have been just as instead of introducing nah, a whole new thing to the to the universe <laughs> Why didn't he just go like throw his radio in the in you know Mr. Hooper's back pocket and say target my radio or get the Atlantis? Right, he's drone. in orbit, yeah, but they've got like life science. Detectors. Why are you going to lock on to his life science detector, put the life science detector in the in the race because he back said pocket. choose.
3: Well, yeah, he could have done that, I guess. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm just saying, but he, he just it's... said
3: who's who is the closest. Yeah, I did have an issue with why did they like power bars so much. That's yeah. the only reason. But mm. like I said before, for me, I didn't want to like Atlantis. But because they managed to do all this kind of underlying for thousands of years ago, and because I was always comparing it to SG-1, and they actually gave SG-1 a shout out by these bugs, even though it was a terrible SG-1 episode, maybe, mm-hmm. some might say. Yeah. <laughs> I was just excited yeah. that they, they were giving it a shout out and McKay didn't even say oh i read this report where there was glowing bugs i like
0: yeah that. yeah very I, cool
3: but obviously with the with the um peter de stuff saying that wasn't meant to be that yeah which we'll play a few oh years yeah or... i forgot
2: we weren't gonna play that now that is do you, do you recognize that space really firefly there. from prodigy yes okay. and it's almost the same exact thing isn't it the similar but you know better, yeah. Yeah. Newer. <laughs> Uh when well, we originally uh, when when I was writing this we had envisioned that this would be a slightly different uh, a bug that's well oh, that could have been better because they they seem to be looking at two different things, don't they? Um well I don't know. Look pretty good to me. Really? That's that's really <laughs> sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> good old Siler. Really? That's very story. sweet
3: of you. <laughs> what I love
2: is Peter DeLuise got Siler on this episode. Sila's so like I've never seen the show. I've never worked on the show. So this yeah, should be fun yeah, for yeah. me. But he got him in, they're obviously recording something for SG1 and uh, Peter was just yeah. "Oh, hang around, Jump. mate. Oh, Same yeah, way, man. earlier in the season, he got like Gary Jones to do audio copy on, I think, an episode that either Gary wasn't even in or it was an episode of Atlantis or something like that. And he's like, just come on in, Gary. Let's do a commentary.
0: Hey, you busy today? Uh, good. Come in here.
2: I had a bit of a, um, a theory that I wanted to throw out to you guys and obviously to the greater, you know, get into gate team. Mr. Hooper at one point makes a like a throw a reference to um, he'll like cut the hands off off a shepherd's body and use them like use his dead hands to fly the ship.
1: Do you reckon that work? Could you could Ooh. you
2: fool ancient technology? Yes. If you had dead ancient hands,
3: mm-hmm.
2: would it would would it recognise them as being alive or dead?
3: Yes, uh. because it happened in Farscape.
1: <laughs> Cardago so That was mucus, that was mucus. Mu- you put mucus up everywhere <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's sick cuz it's oh, have we seen that we been
3: seen
0: before actually I feel like I've seen something recently where there was like a severed hand that the good guy grabbed off one of the bad guys and just Well there's that put it up there's onto a closing cool
2: there's that cool scene in um uh demolition man where wesley snipe's like uses the uh, um pen oh, yeah. to like it's take the, the guys eye out and then does the retina scan with oh, her. sick yeah i
3: watched that recently Fairly
2: recently. Yeah, me too. I think it popped up on like Netflix or Stan or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That was
3: my favorite view when I was a kid. One oh, I've watched that so many I, times. So good. I only saw oh, it for the first time so a couple many... of years ago to
0: be honest. And I don't know how I managed to go so really? far without it. Like oh, wow. it seems like a movie that I should have grown up on. Oh 100%, like, with, S- as S- a
3: slot fan.
2: Sandra yeah. Bullock did things to me that I was too young yes. to understand. Yeah, yeah
3: especially yeah. when she was so forward and she's like do you want to have sex and i was like oh. mm, yeah oh, i definitely <laughs> jacked it to that scene as a kid definitely, definitely. Mm, yeah definitely. of course it would have sex yeah, yeah. You fucking nuts no my, my dad
0: a- i don't have sex i want to fuck you
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: i don't Yo, i don't make you
2: it
1: said up
3: you. You
2: my uh my dad <laughs> is a massive stallone fan so he had <laughs> Rocks 1 it? through 5 on VHS. Oh, man. And then he had a three-pack VHS tape of Tango and Cash, The up. Specialist, and Demolition Man. And I broke that Demolition Man VHS. I watched that what, sorry, so what was
1: much.
3: the? what was it? Tango and Cash? The Specialist and Demolition oh, Man. Oh, The Specialist. Yeah. I like this. The Sharon
0: Stone? And The Specialist? I never watched it. Yeah. It I've never seen it, is, it either. Yeah. God, I really need uh, to make I up my mean, back catalogue. I remember Sylvester being Stallone.
2: being confronted yeah, in Tango of Cash and seeing seeing Stallone and Kurt Russell shower naked together in prison.
3: That was an experience. <laughs> as a ten, yeah, maybe like we can make Tango of Cash too. <laughs> no,
0: maybe we do. Not
3: bad. Cash. That's pretty good. No, I, don't. Maybe. I don't.
0: Uh, just looked we it do. up. Sharon Stone, yes, was in yeah. Specialist, 1994. Yeah. Sylvester's character named Ray Quick. I, I was ten brilliant yo you bet he was oh hang on rotten tomatoes that looks seven percent on rotten tomatoes ouch for the specialists.
3: well uh, since when it, didn't they say that paddington 2 was the best sequel of all time well best reviewed like, sequel again, of all time hashtag hashtag unfollow
1: go fuck <laughs> his <boat. laughs> I've, I've never followed rotten, rotten tomatoes, tomatoes. It's,
2: it's, a, it's a flawed like basis for any kind of movie comparison. It doesn't make
3: any well, sense. Well, I think they gave uh, Dave Chappelle's special like a 10%. Mm, Critics yeah, was 10%. Wow. And then um, actual real people, not bots, gave it like 96%. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah. They probably loved Hannah Gatsby special. Oh, they would have. God oh, damn.
2: loved it. Would Fucking have eaten that up. What, you, don't like, you
0: don't like Douglas, guys? What's going
2: on? Loved it. Loved it. Oh, no, I meant the one before that. Oh, the one about Douglas.
1: Uh, <laughs> what, was it one? Douglas. Oh, what was it called? I, uh, Angry Nanette. 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 That's Nanette. it. Angry.
3: No, I liked her. I liked her a lot in Please Like Me. Um, oh, she's great in that.
2: As she's a really good, as a you know, she's actually funny in that. Bi- bipolar, suicidal,
3: <laughs> <self-vitilator>. <laughs> lesbian. lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Oh and yeah, she's great. great. Giant lesbian. Yeah, getting get
2: the the mortar was it a mortar and pestle. Which one's the mortar and which one's the pestle? Is the bowl the mortar or is the bowl? I always
3: thought the the stick was like the mortar. Mortar.
2: Okay. Well, if, if the stick <laughs> no, is
1: the, the mortar. mortar. I get I get <laughs> yeah, I get you yeah, no, like, good.
2: You're good? Well if, if the stick is the mortar, there's that scene where she's like whacking that on her foot to like like oh, self harm yeah. and then hide it with a sock. It's very disturbing. But hilarious. She was good in that. Yeah. Yeah, she
3: was really good in that. Um it's an Australian show for those who don't know. I mean,
2: yeah, if you want to see the origin of penis or not penis, yeah. Check it out. Jump,
3: you know? Jump on And, and if that- you want to see our version of penis or not penis, jump on to patreon.com forward slash get into gay Yeah. It's all over it. So get in amongst it. Um so there's one other thing I wanted to chat with, and
2: given that you, you like this this so much, Brent, and I did try and find some goodness in it. Mm-hmm. And I discovered something that blew my tiny mind. Now, this probably won't be much to you guys, but to anyone who uh, is we would of... know, Mitch. <laughs> anyone who's watched Buffy and is a fan of the Buffy and Angel verse, something occurred to me in this episode. This is the beginning of Rodney taking his journey as Cordelia. Ah, oh, I've always said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the episode, like Cordelia started on Buffy as the grating, you know, says the first thing that comes to her mind. Is that Very, the band Cam chick? No, that's Willow. Ah. No, Chris Carpenter. She was, um.
3: Look, I've tried. She was,
2: she was Stallone's, Stallone's <laughs> girlfriend in, um, what's that hey, series yo. of movies he did? Um, where all the old action stars came back? Expendables.
3: are and Cash 3.
4: His,
2: uh, his, go- his girlfriend in Expendables, that's Chris Carpenter. She played Cordelia, but she started as this really grating, um, like just socially inept, didn't sort of understand social cues and what it was to be polite and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, that's how she was for the first three seasons of, of the series. And then she grow, grew and became a really interesting, deep character who became a hero in the end.
1: Okay. And I feel
2: like, that's McKay.
3: Like, McKay has a very similar Wow. to her. I feel like McKay's way better than that. Whoever you're talking about. What? Yeah, because you um... don't even know who I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, Cordelia
2: <laughs> makes the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you very much.
3: Oh, f- spoiler alert. <laughs> to, a tw- out, to a man.
2: 20-year-old show.
3: Well, I've only seen season one, but obviously I'm not going past oh, that. You've got <laughs> to keep going, mate. I know. It's I a good know. show. It's a great show. I know. Have you I know it is.
2: No. Have you watched DS9? No. no. See, I got, I got a um, a tweet the other day from Holly Corbett, and she said, "Oh my God, what?" She's like at the end of season four, and she's like, "Oh my God, what have you done to me? I can't cope." I think DS9 is my new favorite Star Trek.
3: Ah. And that's from Holly Corbett. You know, yours
2: I, is yours is not DS9. Uh I think we've had a conversation where it's like I'm a tie for DS9 Voyager. I think DS9 technically is better, but Voyager was my first, so I'll always love it. Uh, I'll, always, I'll always be a Voyager apologist for all the bad episodes. I once. like
3: Janeway pretty hard. Yeah. But I'm a Picard man.
1: Nah.
3: Maybe it's just think? the white... the whiteness. You yeah, just the old, white, white, white,
2: bald man Just an in old, charge. white dude just I mean,
3: f- gets me hard, doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs>
2: Isn't that what we need? So what you're saying is you <laughs> You're not going to watch DS9 because the lead
3: actor is Black Man. Is that, is that I've what never said it. <laughs>
0: Whoa. Jeez, no one said
3: that. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. So it
2: doesn't get out. Yeah. And um, his first no. officer is a terrorist. So that's what you're saying is, you know, you're trying to steer clear of all that. Um, I mean. um, have, yeah. you, um, have you Look, watched the Picard reboot, by the way? the, nah, uh, the Picard no, I haven't. And there's hints that they're going to do a Janeway version of it, so Janeway's going to get her own. Oh, please don't! Cause she's...
3: <laughs> Jesus, you just said you loved her. You just said you loved yeah, her. Yeah, heart. but don't do it. Like, put her in the Picard thing. Well, seven of I nine's don't... in the Picard thing, so that's yep. fine. Exactly, it fits. Well, she's bisexual don't... now. What? She's bisexual now. Well, she always was. She always but was, wasn't she? That yeah, yeah. Now they're, <laughs> they're they're doing it. Seven of nine. Oh, Jerry, right. oh, Jerry. Yeah, seen a few um clickbait, <laughs> clickbait things of her. This is uh, what's her name, Jerry. Uh, I forget her Jerry, name. Ryan. Jerry, Jerry Ryan. This is Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan turns fifty, and this is what she looks like now. And they show the nineteen ninety nine version of her with seven of nine with the tits out. Yep. Why? Well, why are you doing that? <laughs> clickbait. I mean, clickbait. She looks things. amazing She's obviously half robot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's what they're getting at.
3: Machine gun (laughs) jubblies. How did uh, I miss that? (laughs) I missed those, baby. It's called foreplay, Austin. What play? Oh my god. What what annoyed me most this week? I bet I know what you're about to say. Let's let's, do it. Let's do it. Go it. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Was that Joseph Malozzi, aka at Baron Destructo? Oh, I know where we're going. What? Na- name a gif, like name a s- Big
2: screen
0: comedy or comedian.
3: A big screen yeah. co- comedian or com- comedy that you just don't get, use a gif. And he used, he said Austin Powers. Yeah. Mike, are you, f- you obviously don't have <laughs> subtle comedy and obvious comedy all yeah. entwined into one.
0: Christ, you worked in Canada for so long. How do you not respect Mike Myers? You
3: know? Well, is,
2: is Molozi Canadian?
3: Does
0: doesn't matter?
3: You know, it's mean, funny
2: done. in in any, you know, nationality. That's right. Yeah. I
3: just don't get it. Like is, there's is, so many there's so many layers to Austin Powers. There's clever, there's obvious, and then there's toilet humor. Mm. And there's subtle humor. Mm. Like there's so many layers. If you don't get it, that's your problem, isn't it? <laughs> Is is his My neck there. looks like a vagina. Like that's, <laughs> in, your he that's it is. in your face. That's intelli- is that is that
0: part of the intelligent that's, comedy or that's subtle the comedy? Intelligent.
3: That's right. Subtle. That's subtle comedy. F-
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the Oscar goes to my neck looks like a vagina. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I no, just rather,
2: looked it up. But, Joe Melozzi was
3: born in Montreal, Quebec.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh come on, mate. I mean
3: that's just if
1: you don't want It doesn't
0: Mike get Morris. more
3: Canadian than Quebec. <laughs> no, no, I mean, for God's sake.
2: Yeah. Okay. So is is the love affair over, Brendan? Is it over between you and Joe?
3: Well, I feel for me it's it tested. feels like I didn't know until recently that mm. you know it was over after um the time loop episode. I don't care anymore. Because <laughs> they've just gone earth-based, earth base, earth, base, earth base from then on. Yeah. And then he shits on Austin Powers. And I'm like, well, you, mate. Ouch. I actually named a podcast called A New Hope based on that guy. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to start a beef with that guy. I mean, I, look, I've tried
2: to get into Dark Matter, but I can't get past like episode two or three. It's pretty shit. I mean,
3: and and are <laughs> in it. Like Tori Higgins is in it. You think I'd be in, but mm. no. So I even wrote on our so on our um, group chat. Move over, Cooper. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's a, a new call. Group in town. In town. That's yeah. a huge call. As if I ever thought that would happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fuck. I mean, if I mean, you don't want well, me. Me goes. personally, I'm gonna back Joe just because you guys never got on board, hate. For um for Giro, so I'm just gonna I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. stand for um. For I mean, John. he wrote "Wind of Opportunity." I'm not gonna. <laughs> f- <laughs> I mean, come on, Cooper's mum wrote. The well, first I mean, though. he co-wrote it, mate. <laughs> you know, you got you to give you got to give Paul some. Boys, of I've always I've never given Paul Molly much yeah. thought. Now I you do. Know. Like that's the really Paul. maybe yeah, Paul's may- the maybe man.
2: he's the hall to the oats of um <laughs> when it comes to Joe and Paul like. Yeah, who's, think the so. all, who's the Paul? Who's the Oats? Who's the Simon and who's the Garfunkel in that mm. image? Show? You know? Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. Who's the Paul? Who's the.
2: Yeah. Who's the Beyonce? Who's the Michelle? Mm. Mm. I don't like
3: Beyonce. I'm a Kelly Rowland fan through and through. It always happens. Will be. You know what I like most about this episode? Oh, I can't get my- Tell me, Brendan. Was Shepard's booby trap. Guys?
1: You <laughs> think it might be a booby trap? Booby... <laughs>
3: i like to say because it has a nice um it has a nice throwback to sg1 it's it's got some killer diehard moments and um also yeah just the the undertow how old the, Caught in in the undertow and, Caught in the under-tow. and stargate in general mm. just dig it yeah. i dig it mate i Dig this. Oh, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to I'm, no, only, I'm, glad, I'm glad you did did. Yeah. Mitch, Maddie, Scotty Flashheart I can hate it, but I don't. <laughs> not me, mate. Not me. I, don't know, I mean, this look. is like reverse
0: emancipation all over again, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> 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 no, no, it was pretty clear cut that one. Um... <laughs> one? I miss that. Emancipation. Yeah, it's not a myth. No, it's not. We're not crazy.
3: No, I, if th- McKay, I think okay. if McKay was in a knife fight with the Wraith. Yeah, for sure. That would, would be she- actually. Shepard
2: was in a knife yes, fight. Yes,
3: but Shepard actually.
2: Shepard stabbed him in the hand. Yeah, but- Shepard was in a knife fight. This is, I'm calling yes. it. This is the emancipation shut of, no, of Atlantis. No, man. emancipation <laughs> of Atlantis.
1: Shut your <laughs> mouth.
0: Wash yeah. your mouth out, Matty. Calling <laughs> it. <laughs> calling it.
1: After <laughs> Oh, whoa, whoa. Another one? What? I have an interesting discussion starter. Was Jonas Quinn better suited to leading the Atlantis expedition than Elizabeth Weir? Personally, I believe that his demonstrated loyalty to Earth and the SGC mission, his field experience with
2: SG-1 and his diplomacy skills make him a great candidate. Also, his relationship with his homeworlds and nation would have strengthened Atlantis's interplanetary relations
1: while creating some interesting storylines with the IOA.
3: ba No. Coronemic. Well, I think, I feel like they just wanted a girl, a woman, to be in charge of Atlantis.
0: Yeah, um...
3: I don't have a problem
0: with it. Sorry. <laughs> What are you going, buddy? Yes, please, baby.
2: Oh, I, I was just going to find my soundboard, and I stumbled across my Austin Powers soundboard.
3: No, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> a must-have. Yeah, yeah you got so many. Uses I used use Remember, <laughs> I
2: used it for Grace when you weren't there, and then they right. cut them all out. Allow um,
1: myself to introduce
0: myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm just picturing even this episode put. Like, same dialogue, same placing, same characters interacting with mm-hmm. Corin. well, not, not Corrin, um, but instead of, instead of Weir. And what, is that, what does that look like, them talking to Jonas? Think- like, them coming up and going, he, he's like, you got 15 hours. You get there. Like, you know, he's like, you just. Mm. I don't I, think
2: I, Jonas I don't, has the leadership capabilities.
0: I don't think he'd want it like even if you know okay we're not even speaking about whether he would want it. it's just like does that character what we see should he have had and it'd be different if that was they were trying to write him out at the exact same time like you know michael Mm. shanks is really making a case for coming back in but the show itself and the cast and and crew really loved Nemec. so well shit we don't want to put him out of the job what are we going to do and Oh well let's give him, you know, uh, a secondary role or sub lead in the uh in the spin-off. But I mean I, I fully respect her opinion and love for, for Jonas, but um yeah, I'm gonna give that a no on that. I don't think so. Not in, not instead of weir, no.
1: I want chicken, I want liver, <laughs> meow mix, meow mix, please deliver.
3: That's what I think. Uh, you know, I actually had a cat called Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs>
1: Look. Let
4: me tell you the story about a man in Sh.
3: Uh, I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. Like Joe. I don't
2: get you it. I just it? don't how get do it. do
4: not get that? That's I don't get
2: hilarious. it. I
3: just don't get it. You fucking wanker.
2: me, you
3: dirty My favourite story about Austin Powers is... I haven't movie.
2: seen my dick in two years.
0: <laughs> it's enough to be declared legally <laughs>
2: dead. <laughs> Isn't there about corn? Isn't the whole line about... The bigger chunks of
3: corn in the, corn the crap, That's here. It. the baby. <laughs> but the my f- my favorite story about Austin Powers was that he was Mike Myers was standing in front of his wife, and then he just took, he was in his underwear and he just jumped on the bed and basically did that scene that he did on the plane with the rotating bed. Yeah. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Do I make you randy? And his wife was just in hysterics.
1: <laughs> and so
3: he's like that's a character and he wrote the script in three days that's jesus
0: i wonder how he goes from that to going oh let's spoof bond with that guy that danced <laughs> with a british i wonder what accent he even put on did he put on the british accent like yeah. and it just becomes a sp- or does he write a script and then refashion it into a into a parody of james bond like it's that's yeah. incredible that's a great story yeah
3: that's it's just uh, i just love that
0: all right. That's episode 173 of Get in The Gate. Somewhere along there, we wrapped up the Defiant one and moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> um, I'm in, well, intrigued to see what
2: will end up in the, in the edit. That'll be yeah. interesting. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be. That's uh, the best part for Brendan and I, is just finding out what made made it and what ended up on the cutting room floor yeah
0: Yeah. you
1: know i think a lot of finding out
3: in six months what
0: (laughs) (laughs) basically yeah we we you know we 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 bring out the bloopers sometimes occasionally in like a year or two as well it's like remember this no well this is why um uh, basically that'll be what happens so that's why i used to like
3: it when we did three in a row and then by the third week i might have no recollection of what (laughs) that
0: was fun uh even me by the end of it i was like oh shit Did we say we were going to leave that in or not? <laughs> back then it seemed controversial. Now I just don't give a shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but 1am. Well, it? It's 1am, so we care a lot less now. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. Back to the elder uh, Milky Way galaxy. Maddie, you better have that episode ready. Oh,
2: soon. I mean, how can you not? Prometheus Unbound. Get it in and around oh. my face. <laughs> Just
3: Oh, you know oh, what I was going to say?
2: Like, it's a bounty all over my face, neck and chest, this episode. If you were
3: watching this chronologically like it aired, Daniel Jackson was leaving the Milky Way to come to Pegasus. Mm. In this episode, does anyone out there ever think that Daniel Jackson would come down and save the day? In this episode, in uh, the defiant one. No, I
0: mean, no but that would have been... Imagine that, like we Could you actually, imagine? we know People that like comes down and caps the guy in the face. Yeah, we know that rainbow's coming, and then we like we hear that <laughs> yeah. a missile's being fired or whatever, and What's it's that? actually Daniel that fires yeah, it. Because Prometheus, all they like, just, yeah,
2: it's the Puddle Jumper. It's about fire, and then Prometheus just like yeah. his, so comes in over the top, yeah, and just Daniel boats, it's way through on his
3: own. I yeah. feel like I feel like the Puddle Jumper would beat the Prometheus somehow. Yeah. I don't think... That old f- tugboat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. But, But yeah, no, I can't wait for Prometheus un- Unbound. It'll be like clean up on aisle my stomach. It's going to be... <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Mitch, do yourself a favour. Go and watch all four seasons of Farscape before next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really helpful. And the, and the Peacekeeper Wars, um, you know, yeah. four-part miniseries. Oh, that, mate, yeah. Yeah. If I've
0: got time to watch four seasons, I can Basically. chuck it in the movie. So that's yeah. yeah two yeah, movie definitely. lengths. It'd be oh two movie okay
3: right I can't do it uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well in the meantime before next week if you've got more and enough time to watch Fastscape, you can go on to uh, your favourite podcast and check out all of our old episodes depending on where you listen you can find us search Get Into Gate a Stargate podcast hit us up on the socials Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or uh, drop us a line getintogateatgmail.com
3: and if you're listening in 2030 you're listening on YouTube because that's probably the only Ooh. time that it's going to be around because we're not going to pay for this subscription service forever. <laughs> that's Obviously.
0: True. Obviously not.
3: It's, it's expensive <laughs> annually if you're not doing it yeah. concurrently. So jump onto YouTube and subscribe. Grow that channel for f*** sake. Get us yeah. some cash. And I mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: if you want to do even better, jump onto
3: our Patreon guys, you know?
2: If you don't want to yeah. be the defiant one, I don't know. That's but, exactly what um, I was going to oh, say. Yeah. I was
0: almost going to yeah. go out and just say it. I'm like, no, 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 Mitch, yeah. it's not your place. <laughs> Shut up.
2: But um, we're doing the video podcasts on there now. So you get to actually see like the, the video of us recording the podcasts. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. And we're also <laughs> uh, launching some exclusive merch as well. So you'll be able to jump on and mm. get some merch um, with our faces on it, you know?
3: Yeah, stuff like that. I'm selling
2: this so well.
0: We're starting with underwear and condoms, and we're moving on from there. Yeah, um, mate,
2: nobody
3: wears condoms. Come on, <laughs> and the sailors use condoms, baby. <laughs> <laughs> not in the nineties, meet with three. Well, they should then feel because they cumbers. go from port to port. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> I've mean, never do you seen get, one. Get Joe. Yeah. What do you not get? <laughs> what do you not get? Sailors, condoms, syphilis, fucking hell. Hold on, hold on Not in That's the
2: nineties. This is from family this is from American Dad.
0: Okay. You, uh,
4: still don't have AIDS. You hear that,
2: Francine? Doc's giving me a prescription for raw dogging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, do- the doctor goes, Stan, you still don't have AIDS. He's like, You hear that, Francine? Doc's giving me a prescription for raw dogging. <laughs> <laughs> and then Roger gets in the background going,
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, otherwise on the socials, you know where to find us, uh, all three of us. We say it enough. But otherwise, if you want to do Brendan a favor, hit up at Baron Destructo and just remind him what's good about yeah. Austin Powers. Just,
2: just send him some Austin Powers gifts or, some, or some YouTube links or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe he stopped. Maybe he didn't go. Maybe he just stopped at the Spy Who Shagged Me. He didn't go to like Goldmember or um, what was the number two called? That was the spy who me. Gold oh, member was, was oh, terrible. Right. International Man of Mystery was the first one. Yeah, and inspired. Yeah, that was the best. He, yeah, maybe he stopped and, and didn't do the second one. The third one was a sellout. Yeah, complete was sellout. Great. Well, well, it was okay, but it wasn't at the quality of the other two. No, yeah, it had its yeah, moments,
0: right. but
3: yeah, overall, I just didn't think it. It didn't know what it was at that point. Mm. Mm. It was Wayne's World two you know, times 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah sold cool. out. So yeah. please
0: just do us a favor out of context. Just shoot at Baron Destructor on Twitter, a uh, Austin Powers gift. We appreciate yeah. it. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. What's not to get Baron. Yeah. Send him some Burt Bacharach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll never fall
1: in love again. Get into geek.